0: Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarko. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mee. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Laskin. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know podcast, all thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook, N2K Podcast, and online at CIAOps.Podbean.com. Welcome to the Need to Know Podcast. My name is Robert Crane and you join me for episode 307. We are in late July 2023. If you have any questions, queries, comments, or thoughts about the podcast, please reach out to me via Twitter, at DirectorCIA. You can also just send me an email, director at CIAops.com, with your thoughts or maybe suggestions about the content you'd like to see in the podcast. Don't forget my YouTube channel, so that's YouTube.com forward slash at CIA, And I do have a shared Teams channel that you can join if you wish to be kept up to date with goings-on in the Microsoft Cloud. uh, Search my blog for Join My Shared Channel. The link will be in the show notes for this episode. I've also got a merch store there and as well a patron community which is a subscription service to be kept up to date and be provided with tools to help manage, monitor, maintain and secure the Microsoft Cloud. You can find more details about that at www.ciaopspatron.com. Now, this episode is going to be pretty full of news because we've had uh, a couple of major events happening. The first major event has been uh, Microsoft Inspire. So Inspire is the conference that Microsoft runs for all its worldwide partners to obviously showcase case technology, but also the link and what it's doing for its partners. So you can go now to inspire.microsoft.com and you can watch probably nearly all of the sessions that were run since it was a a remote style uh, conference and all of these have been pre-recorded all of these generally are now available to you You can go in, have a look at it look through the agenda and uh, watch what grabs your attention Um, i've watched beginning to watch work through uh, some of these sessions so they are worthwhile but my advice to you as always with these sort of sessions is to start with the high-level keynote. So obviously start with the overall keynote with Sacha and then work through uh, the individual keynotes from there and then work down into any individual um, topics or sessions that grab your interest. So again, nice overview is the way to go first and then work down to uh, any specifics. you're after. there's far too much content for most people to get through. So again, the overall picture is the way to go, I would suggest, and then Drill into what uh, grabs your attention. So, probably the biggest announcement or the biggest thing that came out of the Inspire conference was the fact that uh, Microsoft has announced the cost of its Microsoft 365 Copilot. So, it's telling us here that Copilot will be priced at $30 per user per month for E3, E5, Business Standard, and Business Premium customers. So it's interesting that they're making, obviously, the pricing available, which means they can't be, hopefully, too far away from releasing it, making it available. $30, a lot of people would probably look at, especially in the SMB space, to say, well, you know, that's pretty expensive, based on that they're paying business premium. It's probably about the same sort of price. Now, remember, you can add this on, so not everybody in the tenant necessarily has to have this to, um, you know, get a, a feel for it. I would assume there will probably also be some sort of trial period in there but we don't know uh, as yet so I think it's a matter of you know get it where it makes sense I certainly will be investing in it because I think it will save a lot of time it's gonna be worth that $30 for the amount of um, time saving it's going to have productivity wise but again the only thing we don't know now is the release date personally I don't think it's too far away because now we know the pricing uh, but we'll have to wait and see and I think the important takeaway is for those people who have been thinking about copilot, um, maybe you want to move your AI journey a little bit closer perhaps and look at what ChatGPT can do and look at the free offerings that are available to you so you can get a much better feel as to whether that investment is indeed going to be worthwhile. Now another thing that they announced and they are providing free to anybody effectively with a Microsoft 365 license is something called Bing Chat Enterprise. So What's going to happen is once you enable the settings in your environment when you use um, edge and then you do a search in bing you'll also be able to use this uh, chat enterprise now effectively chat's going to protect any data inside uh, that environments that use and not allow that to be used uh, for external sources or to train the model so if you are concerned about that uh, certainly go and have a look at bing chat enterprise i've set it up very straightforward normally it's going to be enabled for most people out of the box Uh, get a feel for it, get an understanding of what it does now from what i can see as yet It's not looking across your own internal Microsoft 365 uh, data as yet, but it does provide additional privacy uh, features in there. And probably when Copilot becomes available, we'll get some sort of capability built into this as well. So again... If you're looking to understand and utilize AI better, I'd certainly go in and have a look at uh, setting up and enabling this uh, Bing chat enterprise. I'll put the link to uh, all of this in the show notes so you can go in and basically have a look at it. All right, so we'll see that uh, obviously Microsoft's focus is going to be more and more around AI. It's going to bring more and more uh, products and integrate them with AI, infuse them with AI as they say. So again, um, some more of those will be coming in the announcements I've got for you. Now, the next one that I thought was very interesting is that Microsoft is introducing something called Microsoft 365 Backup and Archive. So it's bringing its own native backup uh, into the environment. Again, as yet, not released. Uh, private preview, I uh, sorry, public preview is due a little bit later on. Now, the idea is is backups going to be able to, at this stage, backup SharePoint, OneDrive, exchange mailboxes and allow you to restore from those. Interestingly, it doesn't... Back up the Teams chat conversations and allow you to restore those also so that's something that a lot of people do want that will be nice my understanding is that is on the roadmap but the basic release is just going to be for you know files and uh, emails and the other one is the Microsoft Archive so the idea with Archive is that it's going to be you know a cool uh, storage capability Um, that you can move your data when you're getting close to your storage threshold limit. So let's say that you've got getting close to one terabyte usage in your SharePoint Online, you'll be able to select items, archive them off, and then potentially bring them back quickly and easily if you need to. So again, not released, uh, no ideas on price. They're talking here that the public preview will be in quarter four uh, of this year. So we're talking towards December-ish there. Um, The interesting thing is it seems to be that this backup and archive is going to be going to have a layer in which third parties you know existing backup providers can connect into and utilize the enhanced capabilities that Microsoft's bringing uh, with this new uh, backup capability. So my understanding is, is this is a, you know, a new set of APIs, a new approach, a new layer uh, to allow quick and speedy access and reliable access to uh, the Microsoft data so it can be uh, backed up. So again, if you are doing backups and You can go in here and have a look. Nothing, as said, uh, basically available as yet. No pricing uh, availability will be towards uh, December from what we can see here. But again, one to keep your eye on what the cost is, what the capabilities are. And I think that we will probably see this product, this backup and archive product, uh, improve quite markedly over time. Um, allowing Microsoft to reach in and back up things like you know, Planner um, and maybe Loop and those sort of things which third-party providers can't largely do at this point in time. So they'll probably move, once they've got the files and folders done, they'll move away from that and more into backing up the whole of Microsoft 365 and some of these other uh, services, making it easy to A, back up and restore uh, those. So keep an eye out for that. Again, the links will be in the show notes for you to go and have a look at now, obviously, Microsoft's big push here is to enable or to encourage its partners to go in and get into get on the AI uh, bandwagon here. So there's a there's an article here aimed at uh, partners called Accelerating AI Transformation Through Partnership. And again, it talks about uh, Bing Ch- Enterprise. It talks about the announcement of the co-pilot pricing. Um, it also talks about uh, a new product, I suppose, Uh, that now incorporates copilot technology being the sales copilot. So if you are a CRM, a dynamic style uh, environment, you've now got this capability to use, you know, chat GPT style uh, um, questions and answers with your sales data so i mean that can be very powerful and again there's a lot of good demos in there i think that's largely sort of you know not a lot of people in smb do have that but again worthwhile taking a look at and uh, keeping abreast of a lot of that AI stuff will probably fall into Power Automate. So they've also announced here process mining has been added to uh, Power Automate. Again, go and have a look at that, start utilizing that's the most cost effective way to get into uh, AI. There's been um, new additions around Azure as well that are worthwhile uh, having uh, a look at. There's also a partnership with uh, Meta around using um, large language models, Llama 2. Uh, integrating working with that as well so if you want to know about that there is uh, that there and there's also the new microsoft cloud um, or ai cloud part program if you're interested in getting into that again there are details in there that you can go and sign up and make sure uh, that you are part of that taking advantage of it so again another one from inspire here is uh, partner resources to prepare for the future of security with ai now this one really really uh, i think Is what's something I'm super keen on getting my hands on is security copilot. So security copilot is going to be chat GPT for all the signals in your security environment. So a big advantage here with Microsoft is if you've got signals from, you know, Defender for Endpoint, Defender for Cloud Apps, um, Azure AD logs and so on rolling into one location, you're going to be able to run or you're going to use copilot style large language models across all that to help you do and find threats and deal with threats and so on so really really keen on this now in this article here they talk about a copilot early access program so again if you want to the links are in this article that you can go in and sign up uh potentially for this early access been there i've signed up now whether they provide that to smaller providers i don't know we'll have to wait and see but there's no downside there i would suggest if you're keen on this to go and sign up Uh, in there and put your name down and hopefully get on the early access program for security copilot. I think this is going to be a really, really handy capability to help defenders, especially an SMB to sort through all the noise and to find the important stuff they need to worry about. Now, in here, you'll also find a security copilot design advisory council. If you want to be part of that, you can apply for that. It's going to help uh, drive that uh, product uh, further. So, again, I think that of all the copilots, the security one is really the one that I'm super keen to Uh, obviously get my hands on and it's going to utilize all those uh, signals that are you know basically uh, available in the Microsoft uh, environment now, there are some, also some items here for SMB uh, businesses around security. I'll talk about those in another uh, more dedicated announcement. But if you want to link uh, to all the information here in this post about what's coming for Defender and the security side of things from Inspire, I encourage you to go and have a look at the link, which will be in the show notes. Now, as I mentioned, there is a, now a sales co-pilot. Uh, There's a dedicated article here. Uh, called Reshaping the Future of Business with Microsoft Sales Copilot Dynamics 365 Customer Insights and New Cloud Migration Program. So if any of those appeal to you, go in and have a look at it. It does look, you know, very capable and, you know, for those that are using it, I think it's going to be a great add-on, but um, not something I'm particularly across here. Don't see a lot of that sort of thing in SMB, uh, but if you do, the link will be in the show notes for you to go and have a look. Now, as I mentioned, there is a couple of dedicated SMB sessions that Inspire I encourage you to go and have a look at them. Um, the article here I've got called New SMB Security Innovations from Microsoft Inspire 2023. So what it's saying here is there are some product updates to be aware of for Defender for Business and Business Premium, so Mobile Threat, Defense, Automatic Attack Disruption, and the Security Summary Report. So basically, we get a improved way to protect our devices, iOS, Android, and so on. We also get a disruption capability built into Defender now when we see or when the system sees business email compromise and there are some nice summary reports here that you can uh, create send out and give you sort of an overall picture of the environment These are obviously going to work also with lighthouse so that's going to be a good way to provide information around the tenants that you may be managing if you're doing multi uh, tenant management now another capability is a streaming api which means that all the events that are happening sort of real time can be captured and sent to um you know third-party apps or whatever so that is now also uh, available there's also a managed detection and response uh, integration so there is a firm called blackpoint cyber which is now into or working with microsoft to provide outsourced SOC services i think we're going to see this growing in the future as um, companies decide to focus just on security just doing uh, sock style services and providing them back to other more generic MSPs perhaps, so we'll wait and see. But if you're interested in that, go in and have a look at those capabilities. There is some detail around that. There is some integration, uh, sorry, some additional innovations with Lighthouse. So we've got security baselines and drift reports are now also available in there. So again, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go and read the article. There is, like I said, a couple of SMB style sessions you can go in and uh, consume and get more information around that from the Inspire uh, conference there. Now another item is a SharePoint web UI kit. So this is going to help improve the look and the feel, the customization that can be achieved with uh, SharePoint. So I think that um, obviously I think SharePoint's improved its look and feel over uh, the you know over the time quite significantly to where it's you know more than adequate for what most people really want and how they use it. Uh, but if you want to go further, if you want to enhance that capability and get more granular control. Over the UI I'd certainly recommend you go in and have a look at this article and then download the tool and have a play with it. I think it's um, uh, really, really handy to give that you know find little tweaks the final little customizations around uh, SharePoint if you know that's sort of thing you need to uh, do. Now, speaking of Security Copilot, there is a nice little summary video here, which again I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go and have a look at it. Uh, it basically talks about how Security Copilot works, gives you a much better overview. Um, and again, if you haven't seen it or you haven't uh, had a look at what Security pilot, Copilot is and what it can do and the benefits it can potentially provide, I certainly recommend you go in and have a look at this because I think that. Especially in SMB, we're largely overloaded with too many uh, signals. You know, most of them are false positives. Using something like Copilot is going to give you that capability to sort the noise uh, away from the signal there and really provide benefit. Now, again, uh, the best we can do is sign up to an early access program. We've got no idea of the costs involved in there, but you would tend to think it's going to be around potentially another $30 uh, per month. But remember that not everybody will need that across a tenant. Uh, maybe just the administrator. So I think that's again going to be a worthwhile investment when it does become available. But have a look at this video and get a better idea of you know what that uh, is all about. Now, just prior to Inspire, Microsoft ran another event, and in short, it's renaming uh, its Azure AD to Microsoft Entra ID. So in essence, uh, what's happening is is that Azure AD as a product is basically being renamed uh, one for one to something called Microsoft Entra. <clears throat> now the idea is is obviously to uh, break the link I suppose between Azure and you know the identity capabilities because if you set up a Microsoft 365 environment you need the identity the users that actually lives inside the Azure portal and Having that as a separate entity, I think, uh, again, is just the way Microsoft's organizing stuff. So, in essence, there is no change in the pricing, the capabilities, they're just renaming the product. Um, part of that, I think, also is a marketing reason to give its own, it, the product its own identity, um, you know, build something, build the, you know, the particular Twitter handles or the website or whatever with this unique name. So if people are doing searches, you know, nobody else is using that name. And there has been confusion with, you know, on-prem AD and Azure AD and all that sort of stuff, and Azure and all that, so Microsoft 365. So in the long run, I think this is, you know, uh, a good move to separate all this out. Yes, it's another thing to learn, but at the end of the day, uh, names really don't matter. A huge amount is basically just going to be the identity capability. So the idea here is to think about it as uh, just a new name for all the Microsoft identity capabilities here. Now, again, the article here will give you all the ideas or all the information here. And the easiest way to go in and see what uh, this is all about is go to enter.microsoft.com. Now, Microsoft has been touting the Enter Nina Rename probably now for 12, almost 18 months, and now it's going to uh, basically enforce that, and it's going to rename all, probably going to see all the names change. So, in essence, when you see Enter, just think uh, Azure AD, and just get used to this new uh, naming convention. Now, one of the things that they did add to the product uh, here is um, this concept of Uh, a service edge i suppose now what they're talking about is there's something here called uh, microsoft entra internet access and microsoft entra private access so uh, as far as i can tell the internet access is largely what they call a secure web gateway perhaps think vpn it's from what i've seen and played with is you basically put you know a client uh, on your machine or users' machines and that will give them priority uh, secured traffic to microsoft 365 so think of it like a dedicated microsoft 365 uh, style vpn now one of the big advantages that that's going to provide is that it's going to hopefully improve the performance or optimize the performance is probably a better way to put it um, when you want to access microsoft 365 but also it's going to allow you to integrate uh, with conditional access so you can go in and you can provide rules, conditions around the internet traffic or the traffic to Microsoft 365 from your users. So you can say, you know, it has to come from a certain IP address, it has to be, you know, certainly formed, uh, you know, we can make sure that all that traffic is actually secured as it enters Microsoft 365. So this is yet another uh, point of verification via Access. So at the moment, we have you know, users, we have devices, we have locations and applications, and now we're adding the capability with network traffic to also be monitored uh, for you know, security concerns. Now, private, enter uh, private access, something very similar, but allows you access to your uh, internal uh, resources if you have those on-prem. So again, another handy way to look at that. Both of these are in public preview. From what I can see, they will be available with Azure ADP1, but obviously that could change uh, depending on you know, the release and all that sort of stuff. So go in, have a look, sign up for the trial, have a play with it. I'm currently enabling that in one of my test environments to get some idea of what it is. What improvement it's provide provides and how to set it up so i'll report back when i have uh, gone through basically that process but again the link will be in the show notes but i think the security service edge uh this concept here of microsoft entra internet access is worth investigating in smb we don't know the price we don't know what it is included with but it included with azure adp1 Uh, then I think it's going to be a major uh, benefit and really worthwhile looking at for those who want to take their security to the you know the next level now I'll also put in there an article about how to go in and set it all up so it is well documented here from Microsoft and you can work your way uh, through all that and set it up remember currently in preview so you can get access to it for free see what it does and then we'll have to await the announcements now There's um, been an interesting development here in the security space, which I've sort of left to the last point here. Now, Microsoft has an article called Expanding Cloud Logging to Give Customers Deeper Visibility. So it made uh, this announcement here that it's going to expand Microsoft's cloud logging um, over the next couple of months. Now, effectively, what it's going to do is it's going to give basically all users access to the more advanced features of auditing capabilities or logging capabilities. This was uh, typically a Microsoft Preview audit, uh, so that means that it's going to extend that uh, auditing capability from 90 days, the standard 90 days, to uh, 180 days. It's also going to provide some additional uh, logging uh, items in there that you'll be able to gain access. So effectively, think of it, if you've got E5, those sort of features are going to come to uh, standard licenses in there. So again, this blog post here from Microsoft indicates that they're going to start rolling that out sort of ASAP, all right? And then uh, there's going to be that ability. So if you are uh, using uh, these sort of capabilities, I would suggest you probably need to go, when it becomes available in your tenant, you're probably going to need to turn some of this stuff on. So make sure that those capabilities are uh, enabled. Okay, so again, go in, have a look at this, read this article. E, having these additional uh, login capabilities are good uh, because it's going to make my like, security for everybody uh, much better. Now, part of the reason for that um, becoming uh, you know, available is around this Storm 0558 um, access or attack Uh, that happened recently so again i've got the link here from microsoft analysis of storm 0558 techniques for unauthorized email access now again a lengthy blog post here but in essence um, you know some customers discovered some irregularities microsoft investigated it and found that one of the security tokens they used to provide uh, access to services in the environment had been uh, stolen and was being used by attackers now again the finger has been pointed at uh, state level attackers from China as to uh, the culprits for this and potentially what this has allowed is uh, you know access unauthorized access to uh, things like emails and so on now obviously adding the additional logging is going to help that to be detected but Microsoft has said that is revoked uh, that key that was uh, stolen or you know Compromised, and then uh, it has, mand- has done that for all the customers. Now, uh, this article here talks about, you know, in great detail, uh, IOC, so indicators of compromise that you should be uh, looking out for. Now, the target of this attack was largely large U.S. government enterprises rather than a general swathe of uh, Microsoft uh, customers. Now, interestingly, there has also been a follow-up article uh, by uh wiz and it's called compromise microsoft key more Im- impactful than we thought Now, i would encourage you to go in and read this this is a third party analysis of the implications of uh, this compromise let's call it or this token uh the token being stolen and it is an interesting read here now it is important to remember to you know take on board what is said here and the focus of it is so Uh, For example, you know, according to Wiz here, if you've got an uh, Azure AD single tenant, uh, the users are not affected, all right? So if we've got a multi-tenant environment, then potentially there are issues. Uh, And if you're mixing Azure AD and the Microsoft uh, authentication, then that is potentially also uh, an issue you may have. So the challenge has been that this has been a very detailed analysis, and it's largely saying, look, you know, at the end of the day there are still potentially issues around this that you do need to be uh, aware of now of course once this sort of thing hits the internet then uh, a lot of people you know take it out of context they get very emotional about it i've uh, seen a lot of discussions around that i would as always encourage you to let's look at the facts here let's look at the realities let's look at the the risk mitigation um, that you put in place that you can control so all of this is largely out of your control you've got to rely on people like microsoft to provide the security remember that you know nothing is 100 nothing can be 100 percent secure there's also always going to be compromises here and again it's a matter of balancing all of this up so i think the important takeaway is to be aware obviously to make sure that you have your reporting, your logging as enabled as you can, you're following best practices and you're monitoring for uh, anomalies in the space. Now, the likelihood of this attack being used against smaller customers is highly unlikely, not to say it's impossible, but the only way we're going to know for sure and the action you can take is going to be to monitor your environment per the recommendations uh, in here. Now, some of the controversy is around, you know, the finger pointing and the emotional arguments, you know, blaming Microsoft and, you know, uh, saying that, you know, this is their fault and they're supposedly security people and yada, yada, yada. So the point I'll make here is that the Wiz blog down the bottom, the final line here says, finally, we want to thank the Microsoft team for working closely with us. On this blog and helping us ensure it is technically accurate. So obviously this blog by Wiz has had the assistance of Microsoft but obviously that has potentially shone a you know a, a poor judgement on Microsoft perhaps in a way or allowed people to make a poor judgement and of course you know many media uh, uh, outlets have taken that and they're blowing that up and they're using it for clickbait and so on. So again This is like all the other security issues we've seen, you know, print nightmare, uh, heart bleed, all of that stuff. This is going to continue to happen. The idea here is not to get emotional, is to look at it and say, okay, what can I do about this or what steps do I need to take to mitigate my risk? What's the impact potentially to me? Uh, there's not a lot we can do here Uh, again a lot of it lies at a much higher level when you have state level attackers you know attacking uh, a multinational company like microsoft we have to rely on you know those institutions to take care of this and to uh, basically do the best in our interest which i'm pretty sure they do now it will be uh, brought to light things will improve there'll be enhancements uh, and so on but Again, my advice is is you need to have the best practices in place. You need to have the auditing. Make sure you turn it on and have it maximized, have it collected in somewhere like Sentinel that you can do analysis over those logs also on a regular basis to see if there are any anomalies in your, uh, in your environment. So again, something to be aware of, but I don't think it's anything to be... Um, you know, worried about, there's nothing we can really do except continue to do our uh, best practice across, you know, all of these style environments. So with that, hopefully I've brought you up to date with everything uh, Microsoft, Inspire, the uh, Entra, uh, Rename, and also some security chatter that is happening out there. Remember, you can always reach out to me on the Twitters at DirectorCIA and send me an email, director at CIAops.com. Once again, I'll take this opportunity to thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Need to Know Podcast. You have been listening to the Need to Know Podcast from CIA Ops. For training on using technologies like SharePoint Online or Microsoft 365, visit www.ciaopsacademy.com By purchasing from the selections available, you'll be directly supporting this podcast. To provide feedback on this episode, visit www.ciaops.com slash contact